Between the Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 135 for the 7th of April 2010. How are you doing, James? I'm pretty chilly, but I'm uh, ready to rock. <laughs> nice. Well, I'm in Sydney, Australia, and it's a beautiful, balmy afternoon here. Well, it's a pretty chilly morning here in the United Kingdom. I can hear the birds tweeting. Um, don't think nice. they'll come through. They're, obviously, they're more than 140 characters, but um, they're still at it. Um, uh, so It's all good. And uh, we're on the couch where we talk about what's happening in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology. Um. Content delivery. Um, obviously, there's going to be a bit of iPad chat. Definitely. Um, mobile, maybe. Probably not. <laughs> maybe. We'll see. And uh, what's happening in the world of gaming action and any other things that occur to us about... Uh, Indeed. So we shall just kick off, give you about half an hour of your tech update for the week. Absolutely. Now, Obama has uh, never really kind of been big into the whole kind of technology space so far. He's been busy doing things with healthcare and you know, Afghanistan and things. Well, but he's, he's kind of delegated, hasn't he, to the yes. CTO of the Americas. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but mm. uh, the story goes that he's about to take a step into uh, changing the Performance Rights Act in the US. Now, the reason why this is a bit wacky is that um, historically, if you wanted to get your uh, song that you'd written uh, onto the airwaves and make it popular, right. you could send it out to the radio stations and they would play it for you and, and people would hear it and they go, wow, that's a great song. I want to buy that record. So they then mm-hmm. go and buy that record. Uh, and uh, by kind of a de facto non-agreement, the idea has always been that the studios would send music to the, uh, the radio stations and they would play it. And, and uh, the kind of cost of uh, the radio station playing it would be absorbed in the fact that, you know, they got the promotion for free. Uh, right. But that's, that's all about the change. Uh, because because of the internet, the internet, where everyone's saying, "Well, if you want to play stuff on the internet, then you need to pay us." And everyone's yeah. going, "I thought well, there was a blanket license; everyone could pay like thirty thousand dollars and get to play an internet radio station." We can, but it seems a little unfair that a normal radio station, which just happens to, to deliver things by some different means, still possibly a digital means, uh, doesn't have to pay anything. No, that does seem a bit unfair, and an opportunity for the government to tax them. Exactly, and make more money. Uh, is it a tax, or does it go to the performing rights? People? Yeah, well, I think it's going to get end up going with the performance right. People, By the way, I guess it gets taxed, companies. doesn't it? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's an hmm. interesting development because I think um, <laughs> um, that uh, it's um, about time that uh, this kind of became a bit more fair. Um, that's at true. least it should be at least. Consistent. And I'm sure, you know, the record company people have been giving swag and taking them out for lunches at mm. the radio station to get them to pay the picket on the playlist. Yeah. Um, so it's been a kind of nice, cosy little uh, nice cozy arrangement. Cozy arrangement, yes. Mm. So, uh, well, about uh, time it changed, that's what I say. <laughs> well, I don't know if the radio stations are going to kind of, uh, well, all of a sudden they're going to have to have, you know, pay bills for something they've, they've had for free for a long time. I don't know if they're going to take this lying down, but... Uh, yeah, especially when their advertising revenue has been sort of hit, I yeah. suppose. It can't be, can't be good. Anywho, let's, um, let's see how that works out. Um, now, I guess this is, we've kind of slotted this into the technology news. Um, mm-hmm. And 
I guess one thing, first of all, I guess we haven't got anything in the show notes, as far as I can see, but um, in the UK, uh, high-definition transmissions have started on the terrestrial service. Way. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah, is this MPEG-2 or MPEG-4? M- I think it's MPEG-4, and it's mm-hmm. more than that. It's using a DVB-T2 modulation standard. Ooh, so okay. So new set-top boxes for everybody. New set-top boxes all around, but um, rest Thank assured, again. it's only available in, like, three cities. <laughs> at the moment so okay so, not a lot uh, is going to be happening but we have started you know when, when more analog gets switched off i guess there'll be mm-hmm. a bit of a, a dividend going on there but it certainly won't be here in time for the world cup for the majority oh, of what a shame yeah uh, that's the world cup soccer for you mm-hmm. americanos out there so we've got uh it's got bbc hd mm-hmm. uh, anything else i think itv hd mm, is probably not <laughs> it's not well, I mean, there is itv hd but that's not on very very much mm. Um, so there's not a lot there, really. Um, <clears throat> I think um, ITV have thrown in the towel and got in with Sky on HD as well, um, so in the UK. But, you know, things are moving forward. I think HD's moving along a pace, and it does make mm-hmm. a difference. I was actually watching something with my good lady the other day, and we were watching um, an NTSC DVD of uh, right. Raiders of the Lost Ark or something. Uh-huh. And she actually said, oh, the picture quality is rubbish. <laughs> and I said, yeah, that's because it's not 1080p. And she said, oh, it does make a difference then. There you go. So, uh, well, there's the proof. Bit of, yeah, a bit of a jump from NTSC to mm. 1080p, but there we go. Um, especially on the text. Oh, when it's blown up to the oh, monster no. screen. Yep. Very nasty. Um, Back on uh, this gesture com- I'm sorry, but the name of this company is very unfortunate because it's kind of... What are they called? sounds pretty much like a UK thrush cream. <laughs> <laughs> what are they called? Canesta, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I mean, that's, uh, that's unfortunate. Um, but anyway, we're not here to laugh at their name. We're here to say, well, aren't they doing very well? So what are they doing? They're doing stuff with gesture recognition, is that well, right? They're a, yeah, they're a small, I guess it's like it must be a DSP-based silicon chip company. Mm-hmm. Um, been around for quite a while, about 11 years in the Silicon Valley, up in um, Sunnyvale. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of doing some analysis. I guess it's 3D analysis. They started off with a virtual keyboard. I think this was... I actually saw I that. See, that. That's that kind of laser keyboard. Yeah, you could kind of buy it in Hong Kong, couldn't yeah. you? Yeah. They, I, I actually saw that. It looked really cool, but apparently didn't work very well. Yeah, it's kind of typing on a flat surface, maybe more of that mm. on the iPad, um, is probably a bad kind of thing. And, and you know, little things it says, like, you know, recognizing that fingernails, you've got to be able to recognize when the key has <laughs> actually hit the virtual key. And, right. Um, that's yeah. kind of hard. There's a lot of weird fingernails out these days. And uh, um, they're now working with lots of venture capitalists to raise more money, and they reckon they've got this whole gesture recognition thing with a 3D camera licked. So you can mm. actually interact with things by uh, jumping around like an idiot in your lounge room. Well, it's kind of um, Minority Report style, I suppose. That's oh, okay. Probably the, that's probably cool. what gets the, the VCs fired up. Oh, Minority Report. That could be cool. Um, but I still th- think it's a bit weird if you're... Now, I can imagine looking at a netbook mm-hmm. with a twin camera on it. Yeah. Um, are you really going to be kind of um, gesturing at it? You're going to want to get down dirty and close with the mouse, surely? <laughs> surely that's enough. I mean, maybe, big screen, maybe, mm, you know. Mm, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I mm. think we need to see, we need to see some, some application of that. I mean, the, the ex- they're talking about the Xbox 360 project and Natal, is that going to use this technology, or is it going to be... I don't think they're the ones behind Natal. I think there was another announcement that some Israeli company was doing the Natal stuff. Okay. Um, but I think gaming is going to be, obviously, a 
an application in at the recent uh, South by Southwest conference in Austin, mm-hmm. the big mm-hmm. sort of arts and tech fest kind of thing. Yep. Brog Design, that famous UK design company, held a party where you could play classic arcade games like Breakout and Gallagher with their bodies on a 12 by 9 foot screen using <laughs> Canister's technology. And after a couple of beers... What is that? Uh, <laughs> what is that? Someone, someone's the frog and someone's the... Uh, <laughs> I don't, you have to be... You're the bat. Run up and down. Right. Um, yep. I think it's certainly they'll make profit on every one of those little chips. That's what they're planning. So, yeah. um, so that's that's pretty cool. So it's it. one of these kind of alien technology chip things. You know? mm. I think it'll be one of those things that once it comes along, we'll wonder how we ever did without it. But hmm, uh, not convinced. Until it's better than using a physical controller. Well, as reliable yeah. as, and mm-hmm. there's a bit of processing delay. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I remain mm. to be convinced. So. Well, this is. Uh, I mean, I saw a. Uh, a tech note on a, a remote control that uses Zigbee to communicate with um, the set-top box this oh, week. Yeah. And uh, aside from having two-way communication so you could have something happening in the actual remote control, yeah. I, I fail to see how this is going to fly because uh, infrared remote controls are so cheap that uh, price always wins. Well, I mean, Bluetooth is there already in you know PlayStation and there's proprietary RF communications mm. in... Xbox 360 remotes and Wii's got Bluetooth as well. Yep. I, mean, I don't know what Zigbee adds to the party. Yes, it's lower power, but um, there are about, I think, 40 different short-range wireless standards. Only 40? Um, well. And, you know, clearly, I think Bluetooth is Bluetooth is also kind of mm. growing to absorb other standards like the health device and super low energy and things like that. So they're just adding them in. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, the survival of the, the most... Um, most adopted. Numerous, I suppose. Yep, so that's absolutely. mobile phones is the most numerous things we've got in our pockets. Definitely. So that's all very interesting. interesting. Um, on a content delivery, a quick note on a, an Australian company that I bumped into over the last week called Select uh-huh. TV, like DirecTV, yeah. only with a select instead. And it uh-huh. uh, looks like it's a Win company, uh, Win being a TV network here in Australia, and it, it offers you two services. One is a satellite-based service, and the other is a satellite plus uh, Freeview uh, top-up service, so it does digital, terrestrial, and satellite. Yeah, we haven't seen many of those. We've satellite. got satellite and terrestrial tuner. That's, mm. That's very neat technology. Uh, so I don't know how they've been going, or even how long they've been uh, been about. But mm. um, I just noticed a few ads and did a bit of research over the last week. Yeah. So if you've got Select TV, do send us a note and uh, let us know what it's like. It's uh, send us a note at feedback at onthecouchpodcast dot com. It's cheaper than Foxtel, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so meanwhile, uh, over in the UK, um, we mm-hmm. did talk a little bit about, and I'd seen a bit of this um, Sky Broadcasting doing the B-Sky-B in the UK satellite um, mm. megalith. Um, they were doing some 3D broadcasting. They started again this uh, Easter Saturday. Oh, cool. Um, this is on the and they've Yeah, on the soccer mm-hmm. side of things again. Mm-hmm. Um, Thousand Pubs signed up for the channel, and wow. they're going to, they've got some website called Pub Search or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had a look at it where you can key in your postcode and see hopefully nearby where you can watch your game in 3D. Wow, that's cool. I'm, I'm sure the glass is wearing fans. So, Fantastic. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what uh, transpires there. But uh, yeah, Apparently you, need, you either need the glasses to watch it or have three beers. And then <laughs> and it's all good. And, and the girls look more attractive after five. It's guaranteed. Let's see. Uh, Fantastic. Fantastico. Um, right. Um, so uh, you, you had a note here, James, about a different type of content delivery where... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, we've talked a bit about um, 
malware before. And particularly, mm-hmm. there was a great, I think, was it last year? Maybe even a bit longer ago, the, the Sony installing rootkits from um, CDs. That's right. Where they could, uh, you'd, you'd buy a Sony Music CD, you'd rip it mm-hmm. on your computer, and it would install a rootkit, especially if you had Windows. And they mm-hmm. then they'd be able to report back exactly when you'd played those songs. And generally, only got a bit of a rap on the knuckles for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now our friends at the old um, Energizer Bunny <laughs> have right. sort of tried to sex out their batteries, as far as I can see, mm-hmm. by providing a USB charger which hooks up to your computer. Uh-huh. And there was a, they, they actually, it wasn't them, to be fair, they contracted a third party company mm-hmm. to provide a bit of software which would sort of monitor the health of your battery and all that kind of stuff. Okay, sounds cool. Yeah, sounds kind of interesting. Um, but that uh, little bit of stuff actually installs a Trojan uh, <laughs> opening up a back door on your machine, apparently. Nice one. Um, and, you and, would have thought you know, that basically, battery, batteries could infect your computer. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> fundamentally, this thing just plugs into your computer. You don't have to install anything on your computer, but they had the, right. obviously, the, the wisdom to say, oh, we better ship a CD to make it sex up the application uh-huh. so it can actually talk to the battery charger. It must have cost them a fortune. I know, to, in... in in creating it in the first place and bad publicity in the second. Yeah, I mean, not good. Um, seems a bit weird, but uh, there we yeah. go. So beware rootkits, and if the software, if you don't need it, you probably don't need probably it. Probably don't need to install it, yeah. It's, uh, it's like a lot of things. You don't don't uh, don't add extra software if you don't need to, True. as I found to my cost. And James, right. the, the big news this week. Da, da, da. What's happened? It looks like uh, the iPad has hit planet Earth. There we go. Uh, how did planet earth respond well, well planet america to be fair <laughs> yeah that's true Although, <laughs> from what i understand uh, a lot of uh, a lot of foreigners actually turned up in america to actually buy their ipad on on day so outrageous 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 um well yeah lots of stories about people lining up and i've, mm-hmm. I've heard how it's supposed to be you know as good as the iphone launch the campus outers and things like that mm-hmm. um Lots of asking. Uh, I've, I've heard that there's been some noise about the Wi-Fi reception being pretty poor, maybe dodgy. on the device. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's a solid lump of aluminium. I mean, if <laughs> not, not much goes through metal in the old RF. Mm. Um, but I guess you've got to point the screen at the at, at the, the antenna. Right place. Okay. Make sure your Wi-Fi aerial is behind you. <laughs> I also heard um, that the uh, the apps for the iPad are about double the price of. Uh, uh, of the equivalent things on the iPhone. I don't know whether that's because they're bigger. Well, that's or, four or times what? the resolution. What do you expect? <laughs> it's yep. a bargain. Yep. So, uh, um, everything's about $2 or about $10 or about double what it was on, on the iPhone. So. Yeah, and lots of um, HTML5. Remember, there's there's this sort of mm-hmm. Adobe Flash isn't on the iPad mm-hmm. and you can't browse the whole of the web and there was the whole mm-hmm. Ferrari about the, the apps. Lots of people starting to say they're going to do HTML5 um, right. based streaming video and I did actually see yeah did you see um, I think it was uh, someone's done an HTML5 version of Doom oh really so you can actually play HTML5 based <laughs> Doom so no download just you know, right first in the browser shooter. that's amazing yeah there's a there's a video on uh, YouTube and it didn't look too bad to be honest um, that's pretty cool so it was a browser based game I guess it would mm. take a bit of bit of time to load I'd imagine <laughs> and I would have thought so because um, HTML5 is all text so interesting yeah and massive data files i'm sure it's reading them in but all the graphics um, as well yeah all the and, and i think you know that's still the main challenge with the html5 and adobe flash is is the mm-hmm. authoring um so but uh, i think still an interesting scenario to, to keep watching uh, ipad itself mm, any um, 
Well, I fancy getting one, I suppose. Mm. Um, well, launching in the UK in April, is that right? Later April. Later well, if they've got any left, I mean, there must <laughs> be a bit of an issue on making the things. Um, mm. So I think I'll definitely be going into, um, when I'm on my trip across the US in a couple of weeks' time, I'll mm. definitely be going in and having a look. Um, nice. The Apple Store on Fifth Avenue, I'll be in New York checking that out. But and, uh, I'm fairly apparently, certainly won't have any left. <laughs> apparently on average, uh, every iPad owner... Uh, downloaded two apps and one book. Okay. You can make some claims about, you know, a quarter of a million books sold in the first couple of days, which, you know, yeah. if it doesn't come with any, you're going to have to buy something to read on it, so. Well, which was kind of the same as the Kindle thing, wasn't it, so. Mm, that's true. Um, I've heard people say, you know, typing is is different, because okay. if it's on your lap, you can't really see the screen properly, mm. so you, and this, they think, you know, the stands are going to be quite important for people to use. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can buy a keyboard for it, can't you, so. Yeah, and you can use a Bluetooth keyboard, apparently. just pairs yeah. up with a wireless oh, Bluetooth cool. keyboard and mouse kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know about mouse, actually. Yeah, the only thing um, I did hear is that uh, actually getting files off it is difficult because, of course, you know, it's uh, wall-gardened to the max in the whole kind of Apple way. So it's very well, difficult I mean, I'm sure you can use air sharing. I mean, I've, I've got some yeah, apps. Air sharing should work. Yeah, exactly. It just turns into a little Wi-Fi disk store then, mm. doesn't it? So, um. Cool. Maybe there'll be a resurgence in the guys who have done the air sharing app. So, um, are you going to get one? I think, you know, I think I will because uh, I was going to say well, you, because... You're um, going to eBay your Sony e-reader very quickly. <laughs> I think it has to be done. Um, I've, I've, I mean, I've been following a few people like uh, Robert Scoble on uh, on Twitter who have been following mm-hmm. other people who are commenting about the I, the iPad. And all the responses so far has been after the first five minutes, the kind of wonder of it wears off and you just use it like in a very intuitive comfortable way mm. uh, and so you know I'm in, as you know i'm very interested in user interfaces it's a kind of a cozy teddy bear kind of bit of technology yeah you, you just feel like you snuggle up to it and forget <laughs> that it's a bear well exactly and they're saying it's a it's a whole you know it's a revitalizing experience browsing the web because you're browsing it in a way that um feels much more natural apparently than uh, than before so it's not the Jobs reality distortion field sort of kicking uh, well, in there. We'll see, we'll see. You the know. aura from the iPad <laughs> infects the, the, you. The key will be looking at uh, eBay in about three weeks' time to see how many iPads <laughs> there are kicking around there. Well, I heard some people are selling them for like 10 times the price on Oh, eBay, seriously? So. Wow. Um, wow. I guess the later one, they'll be coming out with the 3G one soon, so mm-hmm. that'll be interesting to see. And I guess whether you can use it as a phone with a you know, little keypad. I, mm. I, I heard it had been kind of hacked as well. But yeah, day, you know, day one pretty much. Based but in what way, I'm not sure. I mean, know, it is still uh, an iPhone, essentially, you know. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. And obviously this week there's the iPhone 4 announcement as well. Ooh. Whether that's going to bring in some other widgets or things, I don't, I don't know. Hopefully mm. some new hardware, because about time I upgraded. Yeah, I think, I mean, you're like seven generations behind now, James, so <laughs> it's time. I am uh, I am on the cards to get a new BlackBerry, so. Uh-huh. Um, well, have the nice, new ones of those uh, have got massive processors in them, so. Yeah, I think the Storm, Storm 2 or something with a Maxell, something with a Marvel, Marvel processor in mm, here. Yeah. Nice. So I'm sure we'll, we'll be able to compare and contrast that uh, on our next recording. So um, what else we got going down? Well, uh, there's not much in the world of uh, mobile news this week, I'm afraid. So we're going to kick straight well, on pads, whatever. Into, uh, into gaming news. And we've got just a bit of a wacky story from... Uh, from uh, Sony, who have decided that, strangely enough, um, I mean, you know that the PS3 has been, uh, you're able to install Linux on it and... and um, Yeah, all sorts of other things, yeah. Other kind of stuff on it, and they've decided now 
Uh, no, you can't do that anymore. We're going to remove that, uh, that option for you. Now, you've got well, a PS3 game. Do you this... ever put Linux on your PS3? I haven't, no, but I did um, shed a tear as I passed my PlayStation 3 onto my, my brother at the weekend. <laughs> and, uh, and when I was setting it up in his house, mm-hmm. um, it did actually pop up with this, uh, this update. And I did install it, I must say. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does actually ask you again. And it does say this will disable the, the ability to install other OSs. Uh, mm, but then if you need the latest firmware, then you need the latest firmware. What are you going to do? Exactly. And I'm not sure how many people actually put you know, Linux on the PS3. Mm. I mean... But I think the great uh, advantage of that was that, it, you know, the, there's an amazing processing cell processor yeah, I mean, the, kicking around in there. You, you know, people wanted to do yeah. uh, massive processing... Well, I think there are four stuff. cell processors in there. So oh, and there are some universities that run completely mm. custom OSs on right. there. But clearly, you know, once you're down that route, you're down that route. I mean, you're probably mm. going to use it as a dedicated mm-hmm. custom processing machine rather than a games machine and that, aren't you? So mm. no, I have actually so seen... Maybe that's what Sony Sony worked out. Nothing was really coming along in that area, so they didn't... Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I suspect it's also from a security perspective as well. You know, if you're downloading yeah. HD movies onto the drive... Mm-hmm. And you've got another operating are, system that you're not controlling yeah. on there. Well, exactly. Unless you're in control of the OS, you're going to obviously mm-hmm. or potentially open up vulnerabilities mm-hmm. uh, to the file system and people manipulating the files using the cell processor, which I guess mm-hmm. could probably decrypt things fairly easily mm-hmm. um, if it exactly. was pointing in the right direction and given the right keys. So, And the keys are probably there as well. So, Now, interestingly enough, that this kind of follows on uh, some work that IBM were doing utilizing, uh, utilizing their cell processor to... Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, actually create a, a kind of rack mount blade cell processor. Oh, right. I think the idea for that was to do kind of heavily intensive processing tasks like, uh, for example, re-encoding video from MPEG-2 to MPEG-4. Yeah, transcoding, um, that kind of stuff. And yeah. uh, moving from uh, doing using dedicated kind of DSP hardware chips to using you know a generic cell processor because it's so fast. Yeah, and uh, maybe they decided. Maybe that that's been overcome by the people using the graphics cards now, or the OpenCL stuff. Well, that's true too. Yeah, I mean, mm. we're seeing lots of decryption and stuff going on using uh, some of those very powerful graphics mm. cards too. So, I was thinking it's probably down to a lot of the security in these, you know, internet TV systems is based on some kind of hardware fingerprint. Mm-hmm. So, you know, clearly, if you're using another OS, the hardware fingerprints can be pretty much the same. Mm, that's true. Um, even if you've got some, you know, buried keys in the system or whatever. So. Running a new another OS is basically saying, "Hey, use the same hardware fingerprint and access anything you like." Hmm. That's a good point. Um, so that's something to to watch out for. So, um, hmm. got any new uh, Sugru fixes recently? Have no, I've, I've haven't done much in the way of Sugru action. Although uh, catching up with my my brother in Brisbane uh, uh-huh. this weekend, we normally kind of create some wacky gadget adventure contraption type thing. So I'll <laughs> <laughs> tell you all about that when we've broken something um, yes well don't go wandering off into the uh, the outback mate <laughs> exactly i'll watch out for that hmm. um james good to talk to you on the couch uh this afternoon you probably heard my my australian accents got stronger since i've been here oh yeah week, mate but, uh, you're doing well <laughs> but uh, it'll take me a few days when i get so back get to some, round down get some my sunshine vowels. yeah come back to, to blighty and get your vowels in order indeed um so it's probably a nice little short episode this week and uh, hopefully we'll get recording again next week and uh, thank you for listening to On The Carriage Podcast with me James and me Ian goodbye bye